booties for black girl nerds. Better shake your booties for black girl nerds. Yeah. Better shake your booties for black girl nerds. Better shake your booties for black girl nerds. Better shake your booties for black girl nerds. There is a new podcast out for black women and all those who love and care for us. We flesh in this here space, black women be this limited six part series hosted by Lisa Anderson of the Sojourner Truth Leadership Circle and artist Amakayla Gaston explores the fullness of black women's humanity with topics ranging from creation to singing to managing a major business. We Flesh includes incredible interviews with amazing black women, such as former Black Panther Party leader Erica Huggins, artist Michelle Browder, and business leader and coach Susan Callender. New episodes are released on Mondays. Here we be in conversation and contemplation. Here we just be together. Subscribe to We Flesh wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and I am your host along with Ryan. In this first segment, posted by Ryan, we interview actor Skyla Elise. She's a remarkably talented young actress, singer, and dancer who brings an impressive flair, depth, and passion to every project she undertakes. Skyla first hit the professional acting main stage as part of Disney's The Little Mermaid and later in Disney's and Cameron McIntosh's Mary Poppins in 2016 theater productions. Skyla's talents will soon be showcased in her first series regular role on the upcoming Disney Plus basketball drama series, The Crossover, an adaptation of the best-selling novel by educator Kwame Alexander. Poetry and basketball collide in this powerful new series about 14-year-old twin brothers who come of age on and off the court. Skyla plays the female lead, Alexis, known as Miss Sweet Tea in the novel, a talented musician who has just moved back to the neighborhood and becomes intertwined with the twin brothers. NBA star LeBron James serves as executive producer, and the crossover will debut on the Disney Channel April 4th and drop the following day on Disney+. In our second segment, we welcome Dewan Strickland, also known as DJ, or Tech Boy. Dewan Strickland is a 14-year-old scholar born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. He enjoys gaming, anime, reading, and indulging in comic books. He is a member of the STEM STL Strategic Youth Advisory Board. He is also a member of the National Society of Black Engineers Junior Chapter. He's the winner of the 2022 Money Smart Kids Essay Contest, and he's been featured on NBC's Today Show, Nickelodeon, PBS, and KSDK News Channel 5. He is a longtime honor roll student who thoroughly enjoys science and technology. And his mission is to inspire other youth to become tech-savvy entrepreneurs. So sit back and relax and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast, hosted by Ryan in the first segment, by yours truly in the second segment, 
where we chat with actors Skyla Elise and entrepreneur DJ Dewan Strickland. Welcome to the Black Gunners Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And you know those days where you just feel like just chilling on a couch and grabbing like a good basketball movie. You know, it's a good story that gives you like all the feels and makes you want to try to go out and do like a layup in the paint like yesterday. And you know, you remember like Airbud, Double Team, Glory Road? Well, Disney is doing it again. Y'all get ready to add it to your list. Get your reminders ready. I'm talking about the crossover. Uh, basketball drama series coming to the Disney Channel April 4th. Um, it is uh, an adaptation of the best-selling novel by author uh, Kwame Alexander. So maybe you guys are some, some of you guys are familiar with the novel. So I'm so excited. And in anticipation, we got a super teaser for you guys today because I am joined by one of the stars, actress, singer, dancer, Skyla Elise. And Skyla, how you doing, girl? How, what's going on? Yes, I'm doing fantastic. It's so great to be here. So excited to have you here. Um, before we dive into the crossover, though, I gotta, I gotta confess, I was so excited to talk to you because we're representing North Carolina in this episode. Because I'm yes, from I'm born and raised in Charlotte. Where are you from in North Carolina? I'm from Wake Forest. Oh, nice. Okay, yes. there you go. I love, that. I love <laughs> the connection. I was like, so we gotta represent on this episode. I was like, I can't wait to talk to her about this. So that's cool. Yes, 1000%. Now, I, I wish we could relate on this next thing, right? Because, but I don't need to be on anybody's stage dancing, trying to cut, like, carry any kind of note. But I <laughs> love, I love, I love musicals. So you did, like, oh, Little yes. Mermaid, you know, Mary Poppins, Mary Lennox and the Secret Garden. What, first of all, amazing. But what, was there anything of any of those productions that really impacted you, like really stood out as you were kind of making your way through them? Because that was kind of how you got your start, right? Right. Yes, it was. Um, my mom put me in a, sum in a summer camp um, and we did musicals in that summer camp. My mom always had me doing something during summer, whether it was a sport or this time or a dance um, type of thing. But this time she put me in this sort of musical theater summer camp and um I just came home and I just kept singing and I, I absolutely was in love with it. And I think that was kind of like my start of like, I love doing this. Um, so yeah, but I definitely think in musical theater, the show that really kind of pushed me and showed me that like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life was um, The Secret Garden. When I played Mary Lennox in The Secret Garden, that was the first show that I was actually the lead in because Mary Poppins and Little Mermaid, I was like a, I was a turtle and um, the Little Mermaid <laughs> and I was a newt like and, um, and Mary Poppins, I was like a kite flyer. So I was still in that process, but it was completely different than me being Mary Lennox in the Secret Garden. And I was actually the first African-American to be able to play this role. And it changed, I think it changed my perspective on musical theater and plays in general. Mm -hmm. And it also showed me that like, I can, I can do this. I can memorize all these lines. I can memorize other people's lines. Like I, I could do all of this. And I definitely think my voice, my singing voice also changed after this show. I got to work with um, Joanna Lee on this show and she just opened my eyes to a completely different range that I never knew I had. And um, yeah, I think The Secret Garden was probably the biggest turning point in my musical theater career, I guess. 
That is so amazing. I can't even play the turtle, so I, I ain't mad. At you. You, know, you gotta, you gotta get started. <laughs> you gotta yes. get started. You know, you know, in the in the smaller worlds. But yeah, that that's so cool. What do you like? What kind of tips and tricks? You know, because there's so many. You know, um, representing a different generation. Both of us just on this um, episode alone have two different generations between us. But just people that want to start out or are thinking about, um, you know, getting into acting, love musicals. You know, what what would be some of your tips or you know, I guess tricks to the trade, if you will, that you've kind of picked up. Yeah, I would definitely say being coachable. I don't know how to express this, but. I mean, being able to take direction is definitely the biggest thing. And I think that really starts, like you don't have to be in musical theater or be in acting to take direction, right? So you can do that in in your schoolwork, in your academics, just taking feedback. And yeah, I think definitely taking feedback is a huge thing because I used to hate being critiqued like if somebody was like "Mm, that note was a little sour i was like excuse me you know what i'm saying (laughs) so it's it's being able to know that like the people in the room who are watching you right if you do get into that audition and you do start acting in that way the people that are watching you are actually rooting for you and they want you to be amazing so just being able to show that and having the confidence to do that and i think i learned that through pageantry my mom had me Um, in pageantry when I was younger. And I actually won a national All-American Miss Princess. And I think that definitely formed a confidence in me from a young age that just allowed me to be confident in my own skin. And um, that definitely helped me pursue acting and pursue musical theater and pursue the things that I wanted. So I think confidence is definitely key in acting in the TV realm and being able to take feedback and criticism that that is the hardest thing right like criticism is the hardest thing you know yes just because you don't want to hear you like you said you don't want to hear anybody tell you something is bad or a note sounds different or you could have did that better especially when you feel like you're giving your all into it right it's it's tough to learn how to just bounce back from that and like okay I'll take that I'll take that that you said let me refine a little bit but you know I still have you know stay on the positive tip as well with it's very difficult to do Right. Being able to be resilient. It's, 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 it's a tough skill for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, I got to touch on one more thing here. I'm not sure if you know, but we are huge Star Wars fans on Black Girl Nerds. Oh my so goodness. I, I saw this, right. And I was thinking, can they please for the love of God, bring this back for the big kids? Or I don't know, it could still be going on. Maybe they just need one for the big kids, but there was a 10 episode series. I had never heard of this. Yeah. For Star, uh, Star Wars, um, Star Wars kids YouTube favorite listeners that don't know, this was called Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge. You were a Padawan on this, and I was thinking, why did I not sign up? Where was I? This, this, <laughs> was, this was, I it looked it was like so much fun, and you were building um like lightsabers and stuff. Can you do you rem- like can you talk a little bit about that? Do you remember like signing up and why you signed up and all that kind of stuff? Yes, I completely remember. Um, my I was in an acting class and I met a girl there. Her name was Gigi, and she was like, she was like, Skyla, I heard about this Jedi Temple challenge, and I I can bring a partner, and I really want you to be my partner. I think this was like, uh, maybe two or three years ago. So I was about thirteen, fourteen, and when we did it, uh, I was like, of course, yes, I would love to do it. And I had never heard of it. Again, I watched a few episodes and I was like, okay, there's gonna be like a physical challenge. There's gonna be a type of memorization type challenge. So I was like, okay, 
we could do this. I, I'm I'm chilling with this. So we got on and um, we were the oldest ones there. We were definitely the tallest ones there, the oldest ones there. Um, <laughs> the other t uh, <laughs> players were like 10 to 11 years old. And But once we got there, it was just a lot of fun. The physical challenge was super fun. Unfortunately, we did get eliminated during the um, memorization challenge. <laughs> so that kind of... Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. During the second round, we got um, eliminated. We couldn't remember every single thing that the um, uh, Jedi told us. Um, but yeah, but it was it was a great experience. It was super fun, and I had never done anything like it, so it was definitely out of my comfort zone for sure. But it was really, really fun. Listen, the ways of the Jedi, the Force is very difficult, so we don't fault you for that. I'm right. Saying, I'm glad you told me. <laughs> They're probably not accepting the big kids, but I'm just saying, I, I, was, I was ready to go. That's what I'm saying, right? Because I was going back yes. looking at this. I said, come on now. I'm ready for the obstacle course. You know, I don't know about if I have the memorization either, but you know, I'm ready to start training for this. I'm just telling you. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's get into the teaser. This is what all the fans are waiting for, right? The crossover, you guys, April 4th is going to premiere on Disney Channel. Like I said, set your reminders. The next day, it'll drop on Disney+. Plus. Yes. So, Kyla, or Skyla, tell us about uh, dropping into this role here. How did you find out? Where were you? Where when you find out? Because this is your first uh, TV series, right? Yes, it is. It is. So, kind of take us to what was the what was that like? Where were you when you got the message? Where you like, oh my goodness, this is my first show. How did you feel? Right. Yes. Yeah, so, um, after a, this was definitely this was during pandemic when I auditioned for this role, and I had gotten a few callbacks for it. But you know, it's the acting business. This is the industry. Like <laughs> a few callbacks don't mean anything. You know. Yeah. So, um, we did a few callbacks and um, a couple. It, it was a pretty quick turnaround. I think I did my final callback on a Thursday, and I got the call from my agent and my manager on a Saturday. And at this point, they had, they never called me. They had never called me before. And I was like, what? And my mom was like, here, here, your manager and agent are on the phone. I was like, oh, okay. So I answered and they were like, hey, you know, now that we're calling, um, you know, when we call, that means it's, it's some great news. And they were like, you booked the TV series. Swear I thought it was in a dream. I was like, what in the world is happening? Like, no way I actually just booked this series regular TV show. Um, and I, at that point I had, we, my mom and I had just moved from North Carolina to California and it was a huge change. I was changing schools. I was changing uh, surroundings. So just being able to book that show um, about a year after we moved, it was, it was just so amazing. I, <laughs> I was jumping up and down. I was calling my grandma, calling my aunts, calling everybody. And they were just so excited for me. So it was, it was super duper exciting. Yeah, I would have been jumping up and down too. You know, Disney, all of us grew up on just watching that, you know, just watching it in general, whether it's movies, uh, you know, TV, whatever it was, just it just sucks you in with the characters and the story. Exactly. So, you know, this is going to be so cool. By the way, um, guys, executive producer, one of the executive producers is LeBron James. So, you know, the, the move, the basketball moves probably had to be tight on the set here. <laughs> <laughs> they did. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have that? That's I'm curious though. Are you are you still filming? Have you wrapped it up? Are you guys still kind of working on episodes? Yeah, no, we wrapped it up. We filmed the pilot um last 
so 2020 was what was that 2020 no 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 2021 summer of nice. 2021 okay. we shoot we shot the um first episode and then we got the green light to shoot the rest of the season uh this past summer in new orleans we were in new orleans um and for three months we were there from early june to like end of august um so yeah yeah that sounds cool i mean besides working your butt off it sounds cool to be down just in the environment of new orleans oh yeah i had never been to new orleans before this and it was Whew, it was an experience. I absolutely love New Orleans. Not to live, but I would definitely <laughs> stay there for a little while and visit and all that stuff. But it was hot. It was hot when we went. Yeah, I've heard it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard people are like, oh my God, it's so hot down there. But yeah, I, I definitely heard it's one of those places where you got to visit. So yeah, it's definitely on my list. Okay, yeah. so you're playing the female lead here, Alexis. If you guys read the novel, Miss Sweet Tea. Yes. I, I think that's so cute. Tell Keith, what can you kind of tease us about this character? I know you get to bring a little of your musicality, your your um, as an artist into this role. Tell us a little bit about it. Yes, I of, co of course. Um, Alexis plays the guitar, so that's how the music sort of comes in, and she also sings. So we get a little tease of that in the first season. Um, Alexis is like in the book; she is the uh, love interest or girlfriend of Jordan Bell, aka JB, um, who is one of the twin boys in the show. And uh, Alexis, uh, a little bit about her, she's very supportive, she's encouraging, she's loving, she's sweet. And we sort of get to see with her and JB, we sort of get to see this um, eighth grade innocent relationship that I don't think a lot of other shows have. Um, and also she, in the book, she's described as being pokeritudinous and we definitely see that in the season as well. Um, and pulchritudinous means having great physical beauty and appeal. Well, let me tell you something. If anybody has checked out this trailer, you guys got to go check out the trailer yes. for this. I love the little mysterious look she turns and gives. You said Jordan, right? Yes. Is, uh -huh. is one or, I love the, or which one is the one? What's the one in the trailer? The the one that I, I'm holding hands with Jordan, but okay, I look okay. back at Josh, who's played Ooh, by Jalen Hall. Okay, okay. The see, other twin. See you guys, yeah. now I got to go back again. See, I missed the whole, <laughs> I was thinking it was the same, see, that got me. See, I'm, I forgot we're dealing with twins. Right, so right. It, exactly. it got, yeah, guys, see, look, this is what I'm talking about. Go back and watch that trailer, because it got me too. Now I'm going back again. But yeah, I just love that. I love that kind of mix there that you did with the look and the holding hands. And it's very mysterious. We don't know what's going down. So yeah, this looks like a lot of fun. Yes, it was. So what, you know, we're in Black History Month, you know, kind of pouring into the community here for a little bit. I love how this this um, cast, you know, is so just just wearing, you know, just just black um, positivity right. and light. And, you know, everybody is so talented, um, uh, you know, in this in this cast. What do you hope people take away from, you know, as part of just looking at the black experience and just, you know, just young people, you know, young um, black women and 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 men on this show, you know, being able to see how they're so talented and, right. and what they do with that talent. Right. I definitely think our cast is very talented and they share um, their stories as well as their character stories very well. Um, and that's the thing about acting like you aren't yourself in this role. You are telling somebody else's reality. So being able to understand that and doing that is a huge thing in this project. And also having a predominantly black cast is something that you don't see that often, especially right. in the younger community. You, there is no show out right now that is 
uh, you have eighth graders who are predominantly black going through the black struggle, going through the teen struggle with brotherhood and the family dynamic and figuring out where your place is as a black person in this world that we live in. I mean, I think that's definitely shown a lot in this show during this season. Ooh, I can't wait to check this out. It's this, you guys, it looks so good to see just all the photos and everything like that. Now, do you, do you have a good crossover move on? Like, do you get on the court a lot? Hey, I when <laughs> after I booked this role and I read the book, um, I saw that Alexis Miss Sweetie plays basketball. So I was like, oh, shoot, I got to <laughs> get up on my basketball a little bit. So I did take a couple lessons for a few months and it wasn't my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> Say the least. I I'm a I'm a volleyball girl. I'm a big volleyball. Oh, okay, I've okay. been playing for three years, um. So that that's my skill. But you know, hey, I tried it out. I did it. I was bad at it. I I remember <laughs> I played. I had to play with the younger kids because I wasn't at the older kids' level. So I'm 16, right? And I'm over there playing with like these nine and ten year olds who are crossing me up, like breaking my ankles and everything. I'm like, oh my lord, like this is <laughs> this is tough. But I mean, it was a great exercise doing it. Basketball is very strenuous, very rigorous, and hey, for the exercise, but. Definitely not one of my strongest skills, but I did dibble and dabble in it just in case they needed me to do it during the season. Hey, look, I like that you got to work out of it, right? You right. Work out of all that matters. You know, sometimes you just got to try it a little bit. Listen, you know, I'm not, I don't think my horse, my game of horse on the basketball court is that good either. So it's all right. You know, we right. work it out. You know, we get it. Just get out there and get your little exercise, you know, try it out for a little bit. Um, but yeah, that is, that is great. That's hilarious. Uh, when these roles can kind of push you out to kind of do something a little different. It's so cool. Right. So I kind of want to um, I want to switch it up here just real quick. Again, you guys, April 4th, be on the lookout for the crossover. So, Skyla, I got some cool stuff for you game for this. I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. Yes, I'm ready. Let's hear it. <laughs> OK, so when you're not on a theater stage, right, killing it when you're not on a TV set, what are you most what are we most likely to catch you doing? Oh, OK, you'll probably catch me rewatching Vampire Diaries for like the 20th time, all eight seasons. I've seen it like five times all the way through. I am obsessed with the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> um, probably doing that or working on my schoolwork for sure. <laughs> um, this year as I'm a junior in high school and I am taking three advanced placement classes or AP classes this year. And it is it is quite difficult um, to say the least, but hey, it's all for senior year. This year I chose to do some um, harder classes so that for senior year, I can really focus on college applications and SAT, ACT scores. So it's all for senior year. <laughs> Listen, I love that hustle game. The hustle game is tight, right? Getting this degree, yes. keeping us entertained. I absolutely love it. Such a that's such role model behavior. So that is so dope and so cool. Um, what but you know, I gotta I gotta say though, you know, I, I haven't seen Vampire Diaries. I got a confession, I haven't seen it. Oh my goodness. You I know, I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have to say they have a pretty attractive and talented cast. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. they definitely have that cast but i just i'm that person i missed it i have to go back I oh have my goodness it is it. so entertaining um i tried to get my mom to watch it but she was like there are too many characters i cannot catch up <laughs> um so you definitely that's why i keep watching it because you cat. i feel like you catch something different every single time you watch it 
Yeah, that's cool. Don't you love a series like that? Okay, yes. last thing I got for you here. Favorite superhero or what is your superpower? Either one you want to answer. Ooh, can I answer both? Oh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, Okay. Please. My favorite superhero is probably, I don't, I think it's Black Widow. She has like Ooh. the red, the red, yeah. the red power. She can fly a little bit. She has, I don't, yeah, she just seems super cool. <laughs> Um, and if I could have a superpower, it would probably be to read people's minds. I think that's, I think that's something that is super, like nobody who can read people's minds. Absolutely nobody can read people's minds. You know what I'm saying? I just feel yeah, like yeah. that would be super, super cool to be able to do. See if, see what everybody's thinking, hear the latest tea, whatever it is. I think that's, that'd be super cool. <laughs> Well, you know, Black Widow is not to be played with, so I love that you picked that. And yes. you know, I, I, now some people minds, I don't know if I want to read those, Skylar. I don't know if I want to know what some people no? think. No, I, I would like to be able to choose. <laughs> I don't want to like. Um, oh, there you go. That's good. There you go. Yeah, that's what how you was do the movie? Yeah. There was a movie with um Taraji, Taraji P Henson. It oh, was, uh, what men want or something? Yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like she that. Yeah, she yeah. didn't have the choice if she could listen in on the. I want to have the choice to listen in. I don't want to be hearing everybody's thoughts at the same time. And that's a little chaotic <laughs> there you go i, I like how you put that caveat in there let me be able to use my power when i want to not to just spring in on me i like that i like right, that you gotta right. put the fine print in there <laughs> yes <laughs> well skyla it's been so much fun talking with you we cannot wait to see miss sweet tea alexis on the screen april 4th so yeah thank you so much for the time yes thank you thank you so much Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and I am your host. I am so excited to do this interview. You know, every now and then we really like to talk to independent content creators. They're doing something that are that's innovative, that's profound, and that's really changing their community. And I'm very excited to talk to Dewan Strickland, AKA DJ, who is a teen scholar born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. He enjoys all of the things that we enjoy here at Black Girl Nerds, gaming, anime, he's into comic books, but he's very unique and special. The fact that he is this young tech boss, tech savvy entrepreneur, his mission is to help other youth become tech savvy entrepreneurs. He's also created two comic books. So we're gonna get into it. We're gonna talk to him. DJ, thank you so much for coming on the Black Girl Nerds podcast. Thank you so much for having me here, too. This is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing to talk to you. I am so impressed with your work. I'm impressed the fact that you've been on some pretty remarkable uh, shows and being interviewed by folks like Al Roker. And so you, you've got an impressive body of work. Uh, let's start first about the fact that you are a comic book creator. You have two comic books out, one called Science Girl and Tech Boy. What inspired you to get into comics and what are each of those comic books about? And a big inspiration for me was Chadwick Boseman. And after seeing Chadwick Boseman on the big screen, it made me realize that there was a big lack of of positive black representation in movies tv shows and books so the increased representation i decided going and create my own comic book and comic books and i also really love marvel and dc i love comics and superheroes so i want to implement 
that into the books too, which really made me really wanted to go and create my own comic books, which uh, inspired Tech Boy and Science Girl. Oh, that's so awesome. So what is uh, Science Girl and Tech Boy about? Tech Boy is about a young high schooler who has the power of technology, uses the power of STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math to defeat the villains in the story. Science Girl is a girl who really loves chemistry and biochemistry, and so journey to learn it and understand her powers and eventually, eventually becoming Cyber City's first female superhero. They're both very STEM-focused comic books. That's amazing. I, I love that, and I love that you're creating comic books that are focused in STEM and encouraging young kids to look into STEM and also be entertained at the same time. Uh, was there any particular comic book character that you looked up to? You mentioned Chadwick Boseman, that he was the inspiration. Um, was Black Panther and T'Challa your inspiration when you started getting into comic books? Yes, very much so. Yeah, yeah. I I actually loved T'Challa growing up. And, you know, for me as a black girl nerd, <laughs> Storm was my definitely was sort of my gateway into comics and I, I actually loved her growing up so it's it's good to see these black characters getting their shine and their due on on the big screen so um I love that and you know I read through your story and I saw also that you know you had some challenges in school and that you were bullied and bullying seems to not only be a thing that happens to young kids but I'm also noticing that it's a cultural thing online that happens to a lot of adults so what for you like how did you overcome bullying it was definitely very hard in middle school I was well I was still in middle school but when I was younger I was definitely bullied a lot and it was very hard on me and my mental health and I'm lucky to have an amazing mom who really helped me and saw the signs that there was something definitely like going wrong here she saw the signs that I was acting a lot different and, and she ended up putting me into therapy and it was really like it really helped me out with the bullying and depression and everything that was happening and that actually uh made me realize the importance of therapy so actually a portion of all my comic book sales goes to therapy for black kids and therapy for black kids helps to break the stigma of black kids going to therapy because that was a big that was a really, really big part of my uh, life. And I really want other kids to, uh, I really want other, ki uh, other kids to realize that, you know, going to therapy is okay. And you don't have to be looked at as, you know, you don't have to be looked at as weak just for going to therapy because therapy can really help. And knowing that importance of that, which is why I decided to uh, donate a portion of my books to therapy for black kids. I almost want to cry right now hearing that. That is so beautiful. I really think that that is not only important, but that's just something that more people need to do. Um, so first of all, I just want to say thank you for doing that, for being an advocate for folks that um, need to have uh, therapy and to normalize that through your comic book sales. I, I just think that that is such a beautiful thing that you're doing. What what advice do you have uh, for people that bully others? Oh, for people who uh, uh, who bully yeah, others? Yeah, like, like what would you say? I, I, sh I should phrase that a little bit differently. Like what, 
what would what would you say to people that are bullies um as as a way to as an alternative on how to deal with uh communicating to people because because in my opinion i think that bullying is sort of this indirect way of people either you know there's a jealousy issue or there's something there's a shortcoming in themselves that they have internalized that they're projecting onto other people um and it's not necessarily about the person but it's about something in themselves so what would you say to to folks that are that are bullies and um from you being on the up opposite end of being the victim of how that how they project themselves onto you how that makes you feel and and you know kind of the impact that they have on on victims yeah i see i definitely see what you mean i definitely see bullying as basically like you like you said like jealousy like you see that someone's doing all these great things and this this and that and you really want to bring them down for it because you know it could be like like other struggles if it's like family or just themselves it's definitely I can see is a way of just trying to bring people down because of their own like problems that they may be having. And I also think that bullying, like a lot of kids might not even realize that there are like bullies and that they are doing the things that they're actually doing. So for advice, I definitely just say like really I say the best way of saying this is really just think about what you're doing and how it could affect others and like the things that you're doing to other people, like, is that the way that you really want it to be treated? And, like, it's, like, the bullying or anything that you're doing to other, like, are you being the role model that you really want to be or you really want to be treated that way? It's definitely kind of the best way of kind of looking at that. And I think that's, like, really the best way to see if, like, you're bullying others or not. And then also work on it, too. And maybe even, like, go to therapy, too. Because therapy is for anybody. So maybe even other people who can you might have also have someone else that can be talking to you that might, you know, help you out with that of just becoming a better person. And just so I can make sure that we have that information again, what's the name of the organization where um, you said that you donate proceeds of your book for kids that are in therapy? What's the name of that organization again? It's called Therapy for Black Kids. Therapy for Black Kids. Yes. Absolutely love it. I got to look them up. Um, (laughs) what what, can you tell me what the age range is for the kids that they help is there a specific range that they focus on um like uh from like low kids to adults too it's all age uh, all age ranges okay so they just call that um therapy for black kids awesome awesome well and high school too and high school great yeah yeah because then I was bullied in high school, so <laughs> definitely the folks in high school d- need some 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 therapy, and, and I'm glad that this is a, a resource for them. Uh, so I was reading up to that you're an anime fan, and I wanted to ask what your, your favorite anime was. That's a really good question. I really love a lot of animes, but one of the best ones I've ever seen was Death Note. It's honestly like a really good anime. It's like all like crime based and like detective work. And it's honestly really cool too. Also, we love uh, other animes like My Hero Academia and Spy X Family. I, I have to say, I have not seen much anime, but I have watched Death Note and I completely agree with you. Death Note is 
absolutely an amazing piece of anime. And I, I feel like if anybody hasn't seen anime, that they should go to Death Note and watch it because it's yes. so brilliantly done. Um, do you read manga at all? Yes. Yeah, so actually, recently, my school had a book fair. And uh, it's a classic book fair. And they're also selling manga, too. So I actually purchased some. It was awesome. Yeah, I I heard that the manga for Death Note is completely different than the anime. And I think that there's like multiple different endings. Have you heard that or have you read the manga at all for Death Note? I haven't read the manga for Death Note, but I'll definitely be uh, checking that out, too. I got I to gotta go see how I can go and get my hands on the manga for Death Note because that sounds interesting. Yeah, I, I haven't either. But yeah, someone told me that there's like multiple endings. So I'm like, OK, I need to I need to check that out. Um, I And I also wanted to get your opinion on One Piece because One Piece is coming out with a live adaptation on Netflix. It, and also, what, what are your thoughts about like anime properties being adapted into live action movies well, and TV shows? Well, it kind of has been rough with that. A lot of anime's live ad adaptations have not really been that great. So, <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah, but really I'm just hoping that they, for the One Piece one, that they do it right and they stay true to the anime and they don't kind of change things up a little bit too much. Because one thing with One Piece, too, is that it's a lot more cartoony and stuff and they have, like, a lot more cartoonish, like, abilities. So I'm wondering how they're going to make that live action, so... Really, just gotta, I just gotta wait and see, <laughs> but hopefully they do it right. I uh, fingers crossed because Netflix has not had the best uh, track record with Death Note, and then recently Cowboy Bebop. Um, I'm, I'm hoping fingers crossed as well that they do better with One Piece. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. You're also into gaming, so um, what do you think about what's going on with The Last of Us? Have you played that game? Do you watch the show? Oh, I've heard a lot about it, but I have not got a chance to play it yet. But I've heard a lot of like reviews about it, but I haven't uh I haven't been able to actually play it myself. But I've heard a lot of things about it, and yeah, I'm really into gaming too. Actually, recently I've coded my own video game, which I'm trying to uh, get that on Steam and upload it on Steam. But Steam has been just um, reviewing it to try and make sure like it's you know it works on their platform and stuff. So yeah, every time I've actually coded my own game. It's a text adventure game. It's uh, and I think I did really well on it. So I'm excited for when that gets published. Now, how did you learn to code? I've actually taken a, a coding program that's helped me learn how to code. It's called Careers of Tomorrow, and they're on Instagram too. And they take uh, a lot of like uh, kids and stuff, and she helps them code their own video games and learn how to code. And recently, we're going to be getting into Unreal Engine. And we're going to go and try learning how to code on that, too. So and she takes it and it's a free coding program, too. So any kid can learn, actually can join a program, too. So uh, completely free. And it helps you go step by step, too. What's the name of that program again? It's called Creators of Tomorrow. They're on Instagram. OK, Creators of Tomorrow, free program to learn how to code. And then eventually you can get into game development or can you create like your yes. own website? And like if you wanted to create your own blog and. Yes, she takes you through all, all the steps. For that. that is absolutely awesome because you're all about um, being a tech savvy entrepreneur and promoting that through your work. 
and um and that's your mission for for tech boy to inspire youth to do that so i i absolutely love that what what advice do you have for young content creators that want to do what you're doing um and want to become uh an entrepreneur well, I used to believe that you had to be an adult to follow your passions, become an entrepreneur, or follow any of your dreams. But I've learned that that is not true. You can also you can be a kid, you can be any age, as long as you do the research and you have the support of a parent or guardian. You can start your own business and become a content creator too. You just have to do all the research and have the support of a parent or guardian for the parts that you can't do as a as a kid that you might have to do as an adult. But if you have both of that, then that, then you can definitely go and start your own business or create your own content. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, DJ, it was a pleasure speaking with you. I'm so inspired by your story. Um, is there anything else, any new projects on the horizon or anything that you want to share with us that I might've missed that you want to let our audience know about? Oh yeah. Recently I started my own initiative uh, which was raising uh, money for uh, to offset negative lunch balances at schools. Uh, the first school I started off with was McCurry Elementary. And our goal was to raise $200. And with the help of everybody, we were able to actually double it. And we raised $400 to offset negative lunch balances at schools, which was honestly a, a really amazing journey. And I had a lot of support and it was absolutely awesome. The reason why I find that important is because sometimes the only meals that kids get to eat in the day is at, at school. And if they don't have enough money to go and pay for lunch and they don't get to eat, that's definitely an issue. So I'm really glad that everyone was able to help me. I go on offsets negative lunch balances, and I definitely want to do it again for more schools in the future. Wow. You are truly a gem for what you do just in all areas of charity. It's so amazing. Uh, where can our listeners go to find more about your work? Where can they follow you on social media? Give us all of the shout outs there. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, uh, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, and all, basically all social media is, uh, is at Team Tech Boy. And you can also purchase Tech Boy and Science Girl on my website, www.teamtechboy.com. Fantastic. DJ, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to Black Girl Nerds. Keep on pushing and doing what you're doing. Uh, folks that are listening in, follow him. Check out his comic books. Uh, this is someone that you will, his name is a name that you'll be seeing in lights and you'll be hearing about way more in the future. So DJ, thank you so much for chatting with us. And it was truly a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me here just to speak on your platform. This is amazing. And honestly, really thank you for having me here. This is an awesome conversation. We talked on a lot of topics. So really thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. It was a pleasure as well. You take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. You too. Bye. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.